Well, that's just it. Like, I, got, I actually have to do stuff while I'm there. So, yeah, it's going to look really great. <laughs> yeah, I gotta sit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What else in the last bit? I'm um, just gonna get the whole uh, episode greetings out of the way. Why? Because I feel like it. The look of disdain on his face right now. I wish you could guys could see. One of these days, we're going to do a live uh, video version of this, and you can just see just how non-verbally argumentative he can get. <laughs> <laughs> and all you guys hear is deadened silence. Everybody that I know who listens to this yes? is all nodding. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. 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 There's always this... You say something I don't like, there's always this non-verbal fuck yeah. oh, I know. you... Yeah, the people that I talk to about it, they like that. They enjoy that discomfort, that momentary discomfort. Or, you know, just the downright argument out of left field. Like, no, I'm not buying that. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> that you do sometimes. <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> well, too bad I'm doing it. Episode 25. <laughs> Episode 25. Of, uh, whatever this is. See this, unfortunately, this, the, the multi-tonal singing bot thing doesn't translate to the roboticizer effect very well. Listen, listen to me, old man. I don't care. Okay. I like to sing. All right. I don't listen to your little robot fandanglement at the beginning of our episodes. And I'm not turning it off. It's I, staying on the that's whole fucking good. episode. I hope you robot this. All of this. All uh, uh, oh, your bass are belong to us. I wanted... I already mentioned this to Adam. I wanted to uh, mention this to all the listeners who have been pining to uh, have a <laughs> a way to offer feedback to our podcasts because, um, you know, there is none. But if you uh, seek out our podcast on YouTube, um, feel free to leave comments on that version of it if you actually do want to uh, say anything or offer suggestions or whatever topics to discuss. You know, it would be nice if you just ignore. did. If you just went... To the YouTube, to the YouTubes, and commented just even if it's high, just to give us some sort of idea that there are people listening. Yeah. This is the test. Yes. And yeah, you who's listening right now going, oh, other people will do it. Comment. Other people do it. It'll be fine. No, you need to do it too. It's the internet. Have some decorum and some professionalism. We gonna flip it around like we uh, enjoy doing a couple of times, where we do the main topic later, and for now get over all the, uh, go through all the arts and crafts stuff like books and movies and. Apparently, whatever. this is your fucking show. So whatever you want to do, Carl. Today. Well, you said I said one of a the lot last of times things. I did that people seemed to enjoy the 
turning things around, the order of things. So I was just offering them more of the same, but you know. Let me be clear. That I I don't think they gave a shit about the order of things. All right. I think what it did was it switched things up a little. Finished each other's sentences, apparently. Um, how long have you been married? Amazing. Don't interrupt. I was going to say... <laughs> what it does is it, it warms up the conversation. So then when we go on to the main topic... There's not a, a thawing out period. Seems pretty fucking warmed up to me at this point. Oh, no, I'm just angry. Oh, okay. <sighs> All right, arts and crafts time. Arts, arts and, crafts and crafts with talk bots. 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 You bots. can talk about feathers bots. or bots. beads or whatever you want. Feathers Go. or beads? You said crafts. I know. What the I was fuck being crafts are you I was being facetious. Oh, yeah? Well, I was trying to come up with a second word to go with arts. Why? Arts and something. Arts. Or just and arts. 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 Arts and food. Arts. Arts. Oh, man. I finished west of January. Okay. Finally. Finally. It was a hard read, man. Oh, really? Uh, not because there was anything, like, incomprehensible about the book. Mm-hmm. It just got down and dirty into some disturbing shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, it was hard. It was... I didn't enjoy that part. Ooh. I had to get through I'm it. I'm intrigued. I had to get through it. Yeah. I'm just... I'm not big into... Like, you know how some people are into horror and gore and... Horror and gore! Horror and gore and stuff. <laughs> you know, they don't... It doesn't phase them if they're watching even art where people are suffering or being hurt or whatever. Sure. I'm not into that. I, in fact will typically avoid watching stuff like that if I know that that's what it's about. So would you possibly say you abhor horror and gore? <laughs> I abhor gore, horror and gore. Horror say that ten horror. times fast. Yes, you could say that. I did. And you did, but I could not. <laughs> yeah, you well. could say that. Um, so, and because there was some stuff in the story uh, that, you know, was quite vivid and you know if your imagination if you let it absorb and get into it so i didn't really enjoy that aspect of it Mm -hmm. but it was brief um and then it was over and then it moved on to other lesser forms of it and then eventually things finally turned around it was a very interesting story i kind of liked the way i liked the way the author told the story because the central character just kept moving along into the other cultures that occupied this planet thereby you know introducing you to what they were all about um, while at the same time getting to understand just a little bit more with each new uh, culture race whatever you want to call it that he encountered uh, just what a living on a planet where the sun stayed high in the sky and the planet was just very turning very slowly. Um, there's there's no night. Right. It's just constant daytime. Or only night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or only night on the other side where you can't even live because it's too damn cold. And um, yeah, 
so that part of it was really well done. It was very fascinating. It, uh, it was the kind of world building, for lack of a better genre description or genre title, um, story that was really fascinating and captured your imagination. Um, uh, it was a good book. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't really sure I was gonna like it um, because it was very low tech, not rooted in a high tech uh, scenario. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not all about spaceships and cyborgs and fucking aliens. It's about transplanted humans that try to find a way to survive on this planet that's like on no other planet they've ever lived on before. Right. Um, so, yeah. How about you? I read and finished Count of Monte Cristo. Yep. And was it as hard as you thought it would be? Oh, yeah. The whole fucking yeah. thing was hard. Yeah. 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 It was great. But? And about, no. Overall impressions? Yeah. It was good. Yeah? It was really good. Yeah, it's 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 a it's bizarre enjoying a book when you know what's going to happen like the whole time. Right. Yeah. But still was satisfied. Hmm. Yeah. It was really it was really good. Um it doesn't live up to the hype that I gave it. Hmm. It's impossible. Right. I gave it 21 years of hype or Right, whatever. right. But it was building still, it up in your head. Yeah. But it was great. It was really good. Mm -hmm. I'll read it again. Wow. Mhm. Mm for sure. It took me about a third of the way, about a third of the book, to start to be able to read pages without, without having pausing. to reread them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But still would have to every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But then it just, yeah, then it just started to roll. And is that just because you're becoming familiar with the dialogue? The, yeah. 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 The lexicon, as it were? Absolutely. Yeah. Never looked up so many words in my life. No doubt. Oh, fuck. Every no other doubt. page? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or a lot of the words that I looked up were words that I have used, mm -hmm. but I wanted to be... I was like... Oh, Absolutely sure that it, have the I meaning? Have saying yeah. that right? <laughs> and I, uh, I batted pretty well. There was a couple that I was like a little off or something like that, as, yeah. you, as you are. But no, it was... I, I do recommend it. I don't know for sure if there are any other uh, translations, like more modern translations. Mm -hmm. um, but if there are, I would still recommend this one. And now I'm reading a book called People of the Deer. It's a book by Farley Mowat. It's, oh, um, wow. It's a nonfiction. Nonfiction? Yeah. Yeah, it surprised me. I, I didn't... I certainly didn't expect it. I was, of course, like you would, expected a pretty simple fiction book from just Super Canadiana and just, mm -hmm. right? And it's a book about uh, when he was living in the North for a couple years with the Inuit, explaining what their life was like. And this was back in, the book was originally published, I think, in 53. So I think it was in... 47 and 48 when he was up there mm -hmm. so um, now when you say the north how like how north are we talking where the Yellowknife go yeah okay yeah yeah like the space between Hudson Bay and Yellowknife got it yeah the yeah. barrens is the high tundra 
Yeah. Yeah. But not so high for, to the circle, mm -hmm. but just above the tree line, mm -hmm. but just where it's desolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Flat, nothing, cold. Living off the land and working your ass off to get it. And being attacked by bugs. <laughs> yeah, I bet. All the bugs. In the summertime. All the bugs. Yeah. So we think we have we think we have bugs in the oh summer. God. We have no just idea. Just the descriptions in the book uh, are just like ugh. Anyway, so I'm reading that. It's not going as quickly as the fiction books I read, but it's 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 good. I find myself reading, and as I approach, or if like in the middle of a chapter, I'm like, wow, well, maybe I'll put this down for a bit and read something else. Hmm. And I just. Maybe I'll stop at the end of this mm -hmm, chapter, and mm -hmm. then by the end of this chap mm -hmm. that chapter, he's looped me back in. Right. I'm like, what a dick. That's phenomenal. So, yeah, that's it for reading. I got through the count pretty quick, though. Mm -hmm. I'm, still, I'm still reading nothing but science fiction, um, but thankfully there's some... Uh, there's a lot of really good titles out there that I haven't touched yet, uh, and I'm really fanning out on the author's that I'm trying out. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think, a pretty interesting year in terms of um, checking out some new authors because a lot of them have series of books mm -hmm. and it'll be interesting to see whether any of them hook me enough to want to read more of their series. I uh, got a PS4. Oh, yeah? And... Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> so I haven't fully immersed yet because I'm scared. Because I played a bit and I'm like, oh, wow. wow. I finally got around to watching some YouTube uh -huh. of GTA uh -huh. 5. Yeah. And I was just like, holy Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's marvelous. I'm almost kind of wondering if I'll take more enjoyment out of just watching other people play it than playing it myself. I don't know. Mm. I haven't made up my mind yet. Yeah. Because there's so many other people that are playing it. Oh, yeah. It's 10 years old this year. Crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Oh, for the crafts portion segment of our show, <clears throat> I think I mentioned the last time that I'm attempting to ferment foods, or I was going to. Yeah. And I, uh, I had initially sort of shot from the hip and was just giving it a go just to see what would happen. So I made a, a sauerkraut, beets, carrots, and cucumbers. Oh, yeah. They um, are all in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh -huh. well, and my ginger beer. Right. As well. So I have... The ginger beer's in the garbage? No. Oh, that, okay. That got drank. That was okay. It didn't yeah. do what it was supposed to do, but right. it was still good. Yeah. Um, so I've redone the sauerkraut, and um, I made kimchi. Mm. So the, uh, the kimchi was successful, and uh, the sauerkraut was only put in, or it was only put together on the 24th or something, so mm. only a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. So it's got a week and a half or two to go. I love sauerkraut. Yeah, I, I was raised on that shit. I hope it turns out well. I pulled the beets. Actually, I haven't tossed the beets, I'll be honest. I haven't tossed the beets. I pulled them, tasted it, and I'm like, whoa, this ain't <laughs> great. 
<laughs> so instead of tossing them, I just seal them back up and you know let them go for a little longer, hmm. just to see what happens. But what what kind of beets comes out of that process? Like not pickled beets. No, fermented. Fermented. You don't eat it as like a. Never had a fermented beet. No. No, any of the vegetables. Oh, no, there was... I did have one success. I apologize. I made one with uh, carrots, broccoli, and green onions. I fermented that. Together. To together. In the same jar with a piece of garlic and some peppercorns. And I let it sit a week. And they're funky and delicious. Surprised me. But really very good. Hmm. Yeah. They were fun to make. The process continues. Hmm. You ever thought of getting into pickling? Yes, absolutely, I have. Well, if you ever go that route, uh -huh. I'm I'm officially putting in an order for homemade bread and butter sweet pickles. Yeah, I I haven't got into canning mm. because I don't have a garden. Like I don't right. have excess vegetables. Yeah. To do canning, right. I have to buy vegetables right. retail. Yep. So a forty dollar bottle of fucking pickles yeah exactly. like it's just yeah it's the same thing with yeah. the fermenting the purpose of fermenting is to keep your food over winter because you're you've harvested all of your garden mm -hmm. so it's it's more fun but mm -hmm. you can do small things with canning i just haven't bought the gear yeah because i'm just like Bleh. and beets are always cheap beets are always the one that i was going to make mm. is Beets, fermented beets. beets. No, pickled beets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just... I love beets, period. Pickled. And they do some funky things on the way out. So, ready for the topic? Hey, it's my show, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> do I get a say? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you did agree to it, so you can't... Carl, I just didn't want to talk to you anymore. Oh, I see. That day. Hmm? All right, everybody, listen up. This is a self-indulgent episode. So, I've had a couple admittedly, and uh, Carl's had one, maybe two, so um, stand by for a good time. This is something that Carl cares about, and let me say, nobody else does. Well, there was something I was going to say before we did switch, before you fucking started to drink your little muggy coffee, and you're like, well, it's my show. I was going to talk about the fact that I started to see a real therapist, a no-fooling one. Okay. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I think I've mentioned it to you before that I'm crazy. And, um, <laughs> in not so many words. <laughs> that uh, I was looking for some mental health help yep. through that service yeah. through the city. And I went. Yes. And it was bad. Really bad. And I uh, got into a fight. Not a fight. An argument with the therapist. Ultimately fired him. Um, as much as you can fire somebody that's a free but service. knowing you wanted to pursue this Elsewhere. somebody yeah. more your style well so the reason why I never went to the private sector is because of cost yeah right and I know they're expensive that I'm crazy enough that I'm going to need to go for a while it's yeah, not a yeah, three-session yeah. kind of ordeal. Yeah. So. Thanks for listening. I'm okay now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, from a financial perspective, like I didn't want to start the journey and have to stop because we can't afford it. Mm -hmm. 
that's aggravating, counterproductive, yeah. and painful. Right. Because it's hard to talk about some some shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but there was a um, a psychologist through the diabetes clinic that I spoke to about this problem. He's like, well, there is a service through Alberta Health Services that provides this shit. Anyway, so I got signed up to it and um, it offered a psychiatrist and a psychologist and group therapy and all this shit, like really promising sounding stuff. And called, made an appointment and then I think it was 19 months later, they Mm -hmm. called me back. So I was waiting for an extremely long time to get any help. Anyway, so I did finally see somebody and I went to see the psychiatrist first and talked about my problems and he's like, oh yeah, you got problems. (laughs) So let's give you some drugs. So now I'm on drugs. Yeah. Which I am... No... Absolutely. I think okay I already with. knew. You knew about drugs. About the drugs. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And then. Because the last thing you said was they were not really. Right. Having the effect. That's right. That you thought that they would. Yeah. And then I. Well, to add to that, they are now. They're they're better they, than oh, they were. No, okay. they're not up. I've just been on it now for long enough that they're... They're finally kicking in. I think they're fully kicking in. Okay. Or fully kicked in. Oh, wow. They're not 100%, but mm-hmm. enough. Anyway, so I also, uh, soon after that, I had a um, an appointment with a therapist, and I went in there, and the first thing was that it, he said was he's that he's a social worker and not a psychologist. So right off the bat, I'm I'm pissed off. I waited 18 months to talk to a social worker. Mm-hmm. And not to shit talk social workers, but I'm going to shit talk social workers. Like, they're not psychologists. They are not psychologists. Okay. Their training is similar, but it's... So I was disappointed. And it already put a sour taste in my mouth. And I didn't... Admittedly, I didn't like the cut of this guy's jib. I could just feel mm-hmm. it. It just uh, We weren't going to jive. But it's free. You get what you pay for. Right. You look for free shit on Facebook Marketplace that might have a broken leg. Right? So, okay, fine. So I had a couple sessions, and at the end of our second last session, we were talking, and this the purpose of this session was for him to explain to me what, how it works in your brain when you go through trauma and how you process trauma and, like, what the physical manifestations would be and how your brain is triggering your um, fight-or-flight system and Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason why he's doing this is because he's a social worker and they're they're checklist-based services. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, page three says I have to talk to you about this. Mm. Right? You know what I mean? Mm. And that shit really bugs me. Because it's not a conversation, it's a... It's, it's a checklist. Yeah, and it's just gross. It's devoid of personality right. or nuance. Yeah. Anyway. So, he pulls out a worksheet. A fucking worksheet. Which really upset me, but I'm just like, I'm going with it, I'm going with it. What, like, okay, okay. 
and it had three little bubbles on it, and he's like, when you process shit like this, you're a little bit in this bubble, a little bit in this bubble, a little bit in this bubble. Today we're going to find out how much of you is in each one of these bubbles. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. And then the last thing he did, I guess it would be the second last thing, but the second last thing he did is he showed me a video about how the systems in my body work to trigger the fight or flight system. So, a video. What the fuck? And then this video was a cartoon. Hmm? And it was dumbed down so much, which infuriated me. I bet. So, at the end of it, I began to express my disappointment. But I was very careful to tell him there's no way that he would know that this would upset me, and I recognized that. There's no way he could know. Right. Like, I hate being talked down to. Mm -hmm. I know you don't know that I'm smart, but the fact that you've assumed that I'm not is upsetting. Shit like that, right? And because I know that I'm going at this guy and his process... Mm I'm really trying to talk to him like man to man, like a fucking human being. Right. Trying to keep it casual. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> anyway, so we get, he's saying, okay, well, we're out of time. We'll talk about this more next time. Okay. So I come back the next time and we, he's like, let's pick up where we were off, uh, where we were before because we need to resolve this. I'm like, okay, yeah, Absolutely. And he begins to tell me that he felt intimidated, he was nervous about our next session, and that he has recommendations for how I bring things up if I'm dissatisfied. Mm. And, like, long story short, it was a 45-minute conversation, and he asked me what he thought of that, what I thought of that, and I told him that he was incredibly selfish and unprofessional, and that I'm in here articulating to you problems that I'm having. The last thing I need is to be worried about your fucking feelings. You're supposed to check this shit at the door. That's what your training is. You check this at the door. This isn't personal. You've made this now personal. This is a problem. And he's like, well, I understand. I hear what you're saying. But if I was to, if I had a client who said who raised his voice all the time and was swearing and stuff like that, is it in my right to tell him to stop? And I said, absolutely not. He's come here to ask you for help. Him yelling and swearing is a symptom of his problems. Mm -hmm. And this dude just starts writing things down. And I would think because I'm not here to tell you how to do your job, but I would think you would use that as a reference point where as you progressed, if he lowered his voice, started yelling less or swearing less, you could see that there's progress being made. You could then show your patient that progress is being made, which would then help with progress continuing. And he's writing things down, not writing things down like a therapist does uh, about my reflection of it, He's taking notes on what he should be doing. I was telling this guy to do his fucking job. And I was just... And I, it ended with me going, I'm astonished at this. He's like, well, do you think that we can move forward? And I said, no. 
Yeah, I can't see how. No, man. Like... You're not meeting my needs here. At all. In fact, you're insulting, and you're terrible at this. Mm -hmm. So, But he is a social worker, not a psychologist. Right. You would think that a psychologist would have this shit figured out. I told... So, I I have a a psychologist now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Met him? Oh, her? Yeah, yeah, her, I've yeah. Met, yeah, I've gone to her a few times. Well, once a week. Yep, and? And I told her the story the first time. Oh, no. She was just blown away. Really? She's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> She's like, what the? Yeah, she was blown away by it. Yeah, and then she proceeded to shit talk. <laughs> How did you manage to finally see a true psychologist? I can't not see somebody. No, but I mean, like, right. did you get referred? And no, so she's actually, um, my wife and I were seeing a marriage counselor for a bit, mm-hmm. just to deal with baby problems mm-hmm. and all that, yeah. and I really clicked with this woman. I I really liked her. Oh, yeah. So then we just went back to her, and how we found her was just Google. And Google. she just happens to be a full-blown psychologist. And she's actually a PhD. Huh. Which you don't have to be yeah. in this province to be right. a psychologist. So she's, really? yeah, no, you just need your masters. So I've been doing that for three weeks now. And helping? Too early to tell. Right. And that's how you know she's good because yeah. it's too early to fucking tell. Yeah. What it's doing is you're I going really enjoy the process, right. And you're just beginning. So right. There what are no, I... there are no results to be seen yet. <sighs> Expect not. No, not from necessarily from her. Like, it's not like she's fixing problems yet. No. She's just bringing in Get data. It. Right. But because I tend to be very introspective, and a lot of my introspection comes from hearing my own story, mm-hmm. like not it rattling in my brain, but l- like actual auditory um, processing of it, I'll, I'll say something... And I will devil's advocate it, the 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 problem, and then resolve it, and and then keep moving forward. So that's what it is. And she's like my fucking Sherpa, and guides me through some of these revelations that I'm having mm-hmm. about this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that it has done is it's woken me up to how thick this onion is Mm -hmm. there's a lot to go through Mm -hmm. and um, we're going to have to financially bite the bullet we're going to run out of insurance Mm. and I won't we'll just have to make it happen it's kind of crazy but yeah um, I've said it before I don't know about on this podcast or not I've said it many times in the last decade for sure is that everybody should see one Hmm. We all got shit, and uh, it's always nice to find somebody who knows how to deal with shit mm-hmm. to help guide you through it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, that's what's been going on with. It's been a big part of the last few weeks. So that fucking guy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was so wild. Do you have any hobbies? Me? Yeah. Um. None. That I'm too flighty at this point. What does that mean? Like, I'll try something and then I'm just like, yeah, okay, that's interesting. 
but not interesting enough for me to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, if you want to get right down to it, writing is definitely one of my hobbies. Okay. Um, you know, I've only been blogging since I started working at Abus. Right. Which was in the, you know, the two, the beginning of the, the turn of the century, yeah. basically. It's a long time to be uh, I tried to get into photography, but I found it... I couldn't find enough interesting... Subjects? Yes. I couldn't find enough interesting subjects. And um, I realized that, you know, I was just, like, trying too hard. I try to give myself a little bit more leniency now, but I just make sure that my phone is at the ready to take pictures because, you know, thankfully the phone's camera system is um, of a sufficient quality that I can usually get a pretty good shot if I want to. Yeah. But, you know, I did actually go out and buy a camera that actually has replaceable lenses to try to get to the gist of, you know, figuring out aperture and shutter speed and and uh, ISO, uh, ISO and all that stuff. Yep. Um, and I figured it out. I finally did figure it out. But again, I got to a point where I was realizing that I was putting an awful lot of work <laughs> into manipulating a camera manually mm-hmm. and not getting only getting marginally better photographs than I did if I just used my damn phone. Right. Which did it all automatically. Right. Not only that, but the camera has built-in intelligence as it is. And I started getting lazy and just putting it in mode. Yeah, just putting it in smart, super intelligent automatic mode and going, see what the camera comes up with and looking at the result and going pretty damn good so the only time i would ever ever override the intelligence of the camera is if i knew i was going for a specific uh type of image that i had to set up manually right you know like mac uh, minimum depth of field so that everything is blurry in the background and that sort of thing um or um uh trying to figure out a good way to uh account for increased shutter speed so that i could get some good sharp images when there's a lot of motion happening but still have a a bright enough image right because the faster the shutter speed the the less light you're allowing into right. the sensor so so yeah i gave that a try um, what, do you, what subjects do you like to shoot um anything and everything i like photographing uh architecture yeah not not so big on landscape um, I always find people interesting to shoot. The problem is um, it, it's hard to get people's permission to take their picture. Like, you can't just, you know, yeah, you can. walk into a, an area and yeah, you can. always get their permission. You don't have to get their permission, unfortunately. You don't have to. You no, take, you don't. You You're a cunt if you don't. Yeah, but but, and that's just it. Like I don't, I don't like intruding on other people's privacy, without getting their permission first. (laughs) I've actually taken some pretty, what I what I would accidentally amazing shots, uh, with other people in them, Mm -hmm. Um, but most of the time I've uh, I've asked them for permission first. So yeah, a little bit of everything. Um, I I really enjoy taking. pictures of architecture because I like 
trying to capture the lines of architecture right. from very unique angles to kind of show the symmetry or asymmetry right. of uh, certain designs and, and things like that. But yeah, like just not... A man who lives by the rule of thirds. Mm -hmm. Architecture shots are fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I try as often as possible not to have my subject dead center in the frame because I learned that. That that was one of the more fascinating things that I learned. Is that the picture is always going to be more interesting if the subject is, not dead center. Because it's just too obvious. Obvious, yeah. Yeah. You introduce an element of. Uh, movement and um, redirection when the subject is off-center. Yeah, it appears candid. Yeah. Opposed to forced or posed. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Um, but I mean... It's if, funny that you say that you like to shoot anything, mm -hmm. yet you started out saying you couldn't find anything to shoot. Yeah. Well, it's just that, like... You just weren't inspired by anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. some of my walkabouts looking for interesting subjects to shoot would sometimes bear fruit, but more often than not. I think my problem is I just keep going over the same spots. Right. And what I need to do is I need to start branching out to places I haven't been before. What I did, because I, I have taken so many shots, it was my thing for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And... I found myself going over the same path over and over again until I exhausted it. And then I just started to go... Because for me, I did it at night. I just then started to go during the day. And then you can reshoot everything. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. So the yeah, stuff that you like yeah. to shoot, just go at nighttime. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, that's totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's harder to shoot. It, it tests your skills in such a different way. Mm -hmm. And uh, I try not to shoot in the middle of the day because high sun really makes for a, a horribly boring yep. shot. That's for sure. Shadow and um, the golden hour, right, are definitely uh, the two things, lighting-wise anyway, that make for much more interesting shots. Hmm. But yeah, got into that. Bought a drone, thought I'd give that a try. <laughs> I'm actually on my second drone. Yeah? Um, because the second one uh, had uh, a few more features oh, yeah. than the first one. Um, I bought a drone too. My dad was always really keen on them and mm -hmm. just never, never could bite the bullet on the cost. Because you can buy a shitty one, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. You get one that yeah. just go and into a wall. Um, so when he died, he left us some money. So that's what I bought. I went and bought a uh, a, a relatively decent drone, not mm -hmm. the best one, but a very good one. And a sub uh, hundred and fifty gram drone. No, it was it, it was large. Okay, it, it was large. So the and this was. You the kind that you legally need to get a license for now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I've got the sub-150 gram one. Cool. The DJI Mini. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I didn't take it out as much as I wanted to, because you never do, of course. But then I uh, lent it to my friend. And uh, I haven't seen it since, because <laughs> I know that he crashed it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Mike, I'm talking to you on this <laughs> podcast. Where the fuck's my drone? And I, I enjoyed flying the drone, mm-hmm. um, but, oh my God, like... You know, if people, when people think they might want to buy a drone, I usually want to talk to them first. Right. Because I go, okay, there are some things you need to know. And I'm not even going to bother with the technicalities of the legalities of what kind of drones need a professional license versus the ones that don't. Or any of that nonsense, because there's an episode all by itself. And um, not only that, but boy, did I ever get into it. Uh, Did I ever get into a big, big discussion with the government about how just incredibly vague the rules were about sub-150 gram drones. Because you'd look at one department of the government's rules, and they'd say one thing... And you'd look at another uh, transport department's rules, and they contradicted each other. And I had to write them and say, okay, so which is it here? Because I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want my drone confiscated. I don't want to get a $2,000 ticket for doing something I wasn't supposed to do. I want to be legit and be one of those drone pilots that actually takes responsibility for their flying and not do stuff to jeopardize other people and other aircraft and, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it was quite an educational experience. So putting all of that aside, there's still so much to talk about because, for example, um, the preparation you need to do before you fly, if you really want to do it right. I mean, you can't just take the damn thing outside at least not a sub-150 gram drone, because if, if you're about to go flying and it's 40 to 60 kilometer an hour gusts, oh, right. forget yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to lose your goddamn drone right? if you don't crash it first. Right. And so one of the things that I discovered, which I thought is just like, wow, like <laughs> talk about a godsend. I found an app called UAV Forecast. Mm. And it's amazing because it checks out where you are exactly and it gives you all the little pieces of information meteorologically that you need to know to to decide is now and here a good time to fly. And it'll tell you. It'll go, nope, because of these three factors not being ideal, not a good idea to fly. That, that was a godsend. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the other thing that I didn't realize is that, um, man, oh man, do you ever have to pay attention to what is going on around you when you're flying a goddamn drone? Because first of all, you really are not supposed to fly a drone in a manner where you've lost physical sight of where it is. Right. And I know there's a lot of people that go, yes, you know, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to fly this thing and get some really good footage and and do some really neat um, uh, navigating with it uh, and get some great uh, footage. 
of the thing traveling. Uh, but the problem is, is that when you can't see where the drone is anymore, some shit can go down that you have no idea what's going on. Like other drones in the area. The minute you know there's another drone flying, you're not supposed to fly. Right. The minute you know there's other aircraft in the area, you're not supposed to fly. The minute, and that's a pain in the ass, because I've been up there doing some fantastic footage, and the next thing I know, I hear it. Here it comes. There's a fucking helicopter coming. And I'm like, ah, fuck, here we go. Bring it back. Land it. And then, you know, does the helicopter just go and off and do what it's doing? No, no. When a helicopter comes into the neighborhood, it's usually going to stick around for a while. And then, you know, you can't go up until it's gone. And after about 15 minutes of waiting, you finally just go, fuck this. Guess we're done. We're done. Uh, one time, which I, I never expected that I was going to ever have to deal with this. <laughs> I'm down at Edworthy Park and I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get some really nice footage of um, following the train tracks. Some just really nice, you know, a really cool visual of being able to just ride the rails without actually being on the rails. And, you know, the, the valley's got some really uh, nice scenery on top of that. So it would have made for a really good, um, a really good pass of filming. And I got everything set up and I was getting ready to go and I did my first pass and then I brought it up so that I could see where it was and then I started bringing it back and I'm watching as this flock of goddamn birds goes, oh no you don't, and starts like going after my drone. So I'm hightailing it back to me right? and they fucked off and did, you know, got back to whatever they were doing. And then I thought, well, I'll bet you that won't happen again. So I got ready for a second run. And uh, sure enough, as soon as I got anywhere close to them, they a whole horde of them started uh, heading back toward my drone again. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I'm not going to be able to film today either because of these stupid fucking birds. So yeah, like you really have to be super aware of everything that's going on around you, if the wind is picking up unexpectedly. Um, um, I was even more ridiculous about getting people's permission uh, when I was doing my drone filming because even if I didn't have any intentions of filming them, I know how sometimes people react people very negatively to drones going by. So I'd be like, oh, hey, you guys over there, just want you to know uh, I'm taking off from here. And I'm going to be going around over to there. And then I'm going to be heading away from you guys. I'm not filming you guys, okay? So I just want you to know that. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. So, yeah, I've still got the drone. Um, like you said, haven't taken it up anywhere near as often. Uh, as I thought I would. Right. But it's almost always because I don't always get the idea to go flying and taking footage. And then when I finally get around, I go, yeah, I should go fly the drone today. And I go check it out and the conditions aren't suitable. Right. And then I have to like hope that I think about it again on a day when it is suitable. And then there are the times when I'm just rushing because holy fuck. 
I'm thinking about it and conditions are good. All right, let's do this. You get it up there and you land it and then you realize you didn't record. Fuck all. <laughs> it was the perfect flight. Yeah. And you caught none of it. So yeah. Yeah. Fun. Fun times. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, it's real great. The idea of it's so cool. It is. The idea is but so But it's a cool. lot of fucking work. It's yeah. Like I totally get now why directors lose their minds because you got to think of everything. Yeah, there's a lot to it. You got to think of everything and be ready to deal with all of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never flown one that was so small. I just like mm-hmm. mine mine's a tank. Mm. Well, I don't know if it's mine anymore, but it's a tank. And that's one of the reasons I bought the newer model because yeah, the newer model was more resistant to wind. Right. Not that much more. This one's actually quite resistant to wind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just well, a heavy so one, big and a heavy one, one. Yeah. It just yeah. you can hear it ramp up and just yeah. no, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, so yeah, the problem that I have with mine is that it's old enough now and one of the batteries died yeah. and they don't make them anymore. Ooh. So it's I have one battery. So I've got I don't know how long to fly, but it isn't long enough. Because it's a lot of work to go out there for 20 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then wait however long to charge it. Yeah. And that's why I bought... I Each time that I bought the drone, uh, I made sure to buy the the Fly More uh, pack so that you got a bunch of batteries and a charger that could charge all of them at once. Right. And, and I, I watched a lot of videos, too, of people who owned the drone and all the trials and tribulations that they went through so that I wouldn't have to. Like, some some of the guys, like, you know, they'd be, like, going, like, they actually sounded like they knew what the hell they were doing, and then they'd be flying their drone downwind away from them, get to the, you know, 50 55% battery capacity point and then go well yeah i guess i better turn around and head back and i'm thinking you're not going to make it dude you went downwind on your on your leg your first leg you should have gone upwind on your first leg so that you'd have the wind helping to bring the drone back to you when you're done not the other way around you idiot and sure enough it'd be like 300 400 meters out and this drone's just going nope I'm going to land, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. But the one thing that I, am actu- that, that I was actually very impressed with was that companies like DJI built in some really cool um, safety features into their software. Yeah. That, you know, if the drone loses contact with the controller slash your phone for more than certain number of seconds it tries to retrace its steps back to where it came from last conversation uh you know and has a and has a here's where you're supposed to land when all all hope is lost uh which it will do automatically uh if it realizes that um it's running uh low on power you can have the settings set up that uh, if it realizes that it's that you're pushing the envelope, it'll just say, screw you, man. We're coming home. That's, that's it. 
uh, and the only thing that my drone doesn't have, which I wish it did, which I could get if I just sold it and bought the next generation of the same drone, is that, of course, to save weight and keep it under the 150 grams, it didn't have any avoidance sensors for the flight path itself, just to the ground. And you want as many avoidance sensors on your drone as fucking possible. Because, again, unless you are in full view of where the drone is going, right? you are going to fucking run into shit. You absolutely will. Because there are trees that you didn't know were there, and there are fucking power lines and telephone lines and all sorts of shit. Yeah, you don't want to hit power or telephone lines. No. That's going to get real expensive for you. And I watched a guy in my hometown uh, outside of Montreal. He bought that drone with the ability to avoid stuff. And uh, he basically put it in follow me mode as he was riding a bike through town. Mm -hmm. And this drone would be, you know, flying along, flying along. Here's some wires, here's some wires, here's some wires. And it just went whoop, whoop, whoop. (laughs) My drone doesn't do that. No. But uh, yeah, they can be a lot of fun. But holy mother, are they ever a lot of work to pull off a good flight. Right. A good flight. Yeah. With some good footage. Hmm. I mean, where I'd really love to take my drone, you can't, because it's illegal. And if you get caught, you're fucked. Like, you can't take them into a national park. Right. And um, you can't take them anywhere where there's uh, a shit ton of people, because then you become a hazard to those people. Yeah, which you are. You can't interfere with wildlife. And that, that's one of the conversations I actually got into the government about. It's like, define interfere. Because the way it's described by the city of Calgary, it's like just having wildlife, like anywhere within 500 meters of your drone is against the law. Like, what? Like, you can't fly anywhere if that's what it is. Because there's wildlife goddamn everywhere. Yeah, there's a fucking gopher somewhere. Exactly. And they were like, no, no, no. What they mean by that is, the, the, the actual rule is, you can't fly your drone in a manner that would disturb wildlife. So if you're far enough away that they can't even detect that you're there, you're golden. But the minute they start looking at you, you know you fucked up and you need to move on. Yeah, like those birds. Yeah. Exactly, that, that like those birds. <laughs> said, not in this neighborhood. Get out! That's funny. Yeah. Neat. Hobbies, any other hobbies? No. Has there ever been one that you've wanted to do? A hobby that I've wanted to do. Or started, maybe one that you've started and you just never finished it because it was too time-consuming or expensive. I've always been fascinated with um, keyboards, synthesizers. Oh, yeah. Like, I bought a synthesizer, a cheap one, Mm -hmm. uh, when I was much, much younger. And I I just fucked around with it, dabbled with it. I thought maybe I might get good at playing it. But I can't read music, so I was playing everything by ear. And if you talk to Darlene about it, she'll say it drove her absolutely nuts because... I would learn, like, the first two bars of a song right. and then move on to the Got next it. song. 
right? Yeah. yeah. And it drove her crazy. It drove her crazy. But never serious enough to actually turn it into a... Thing you do. A, a thing I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I still have a keyboard, but as you can see, it's propped up against the wall as you come in to the family room here. So that's something that I never did complete. But obviously wanted to if you have one still. Yeah. Yeah, it's still... It's one of those things yeah. that sort of gnaws at you. Um, hey, I'm here. You can play. I would have <laughs> loved if if I had the money, I would have taken flight lessons. Oh my god. Really? Oh god, yeah. Plane I, or helicopter? Which oh plane. Plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've got two flight simulator programs on my computer. That's how much fun I have with them. But why oh, don't you? Oh my god. Like, I appreciate that they're probably expensive, but... Oh, it's like, it's unbelievably expensive. So? Why not? I don't know. I just can't justify it in my head. Really? The price, yeah. Because my my luck, I would just get... It'd it'd be like a gambling fucking thing. (laughs) Like, hon, I just need another $23,000 to get my license. That's all. I promise, once I get my license, that's it. We're done. <laughs> I won't ask to borrow another $6,000 to borrow a plane for a couple hours. Because that's what would happen. That's what would happen. I'd go for a flight. I'd, the bug would hit me. I'd insist on taking lessons. I'd go for my license. And then it'd be like, I must fly a plane somewhere. Yeah, but you don't have a fucking plane. Yeah, but that ain't going to stop me. But yeah. <laughs> I am, I am honest, I am honestly um, of the opinion that were I to be on a jet and the pilot and co-pilot were in distress and needed to be relieved, with a little bit of help from air traffic control, I could probably pull it off. It'd be a rough landing, but I could probably bring it down. The tires would probably all blow in the process. But I could probably bring it down. You heard it here, folks. Carl can land an airplane. I think so. Wow. I think I could. Well, next time you're on your way to Vancouver, everybody just think about Carl landing that airplane. Fuck. Leave your thoughts in the comments. (laughs) Excuse me. Is your name Carl? Yes. Um, So the pilot sent me up from up front and said, oh, so you think you can fly this fucking thing, eh? Get up there. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I'm sure what the pilot would say. Yeah. Oh yeah? You think you can do this? Oh, well, here you, this. Oh, here you I go. I dare you. <laughs> this 130 people are all rooting for you, Carl. Right. <laughs> Squish. <laughs> I love it. That's the what's, best thing. What's what's this then, Carl? Uh landing gear. Oh, good one. Oh, wow. Oh, look at you. Look, you read that button. You know, I really used to... I played this game a lot as well, like like you did with the simulators. And mm-hmm. I always thought... Like, it was... I don't know if you ever heard of the game. Guitar Hero. And, man, yeah. I swear that I could have played an Aerosmith, right. man. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. I could have got up on stage and... Mm-hmm. Out of the way, guys. I can play your music. Because I played at home on my computer. Mm-hmm. Mm. I could land this concert. That might be one of my favorite things you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Holy 
Don't worry, everybody. I'll land this fucking thing. (laughs) Just the audacity of the thing that you just said. Ah! I could probably do it. You could probably do it. I could probably land an airplane. I play uh, video games, so... (laughs) In the 500 times I've landed an airliner in my flight simulator, I've only crashed it and killed everybody a hundred (laughs) times. Do you know how many achievements I've got in that game? It's a real big deal, actually. (laughs) I could probably do it with no flaps. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That is so great. Uh, Do you guys want to know my Steam login is so you can see? Uh, I can be verified. Holy shit, that's great, man. That's great. I thought you'd enjoy that. (laughs) So guess what I've been doing? I don't know. Self-harm. Do you want to hear about it? Sure. I've been eating gluten. Oh, my Ooh. God. Fucking wild man. Yeah. been trying to figure what out why. It, what? Yeah. And um, <laughs> one whole session with a therapist was talking about this. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't know what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. Or this is what I've done. And I don't know why I've done it. And anyway, um, so I was thinking about, and she had an interesting theory about why I'm doing it. She's like, I think the drugs are working. So you feel less stressed. So these things that are on the periphery of your life, like these stresses that exist in the periphery... Don't scare you as much. Or now have space to be processed. Right. Right? And one of them is is always having the feeling of wanting to eat gluten. Mm -hmm. It's never, ever, ever, ever stopped. But when I'm managing other stresses, mm-hmm. I, you just like, you just, you just don't. You just say no. Mm-hmm. But um, before Christmas, I was like, well, maybe I could uh, give it a go. Because one of my problems is that I'm asymptomatic with my celiac oh. disease. Yeah. Uh, like I was for uh, all the years that I just ate it, asymptomatic. And then when I stopped eating it, when I would eat gluten, I would react or I would think I was reacting or so on and so forth. So part of the experiment, because it truly is an experiment um, combined with gluttony, but (laughs) (laughs) it's an experiment to see, am I asymptomatic? Am I lying to myself? My... uh, what does happen? Um, and not to suggest that you are not celiac, suffering from celiac. Right. But it is my understanding that there are a lot of people who think they suffer from celiac disease, mm-hmm. who have never been properly diagnosed. Right. That really aren't. Fair enough. They think they can't tolerate gluten, but in reality they can. It's just that they're putting symptoms that don't belong and thinking that it's gluten that's causing sure. the symptom. Absolutely. When it's not. Right. 
People do that all the time. So everybody carry on. Everybody thinks they have brain cancer when they go and look on Google. Right. Right? Yep. It's the same thing. It absolutely oh my God, is. I've got lupus. Yeah, like, oh, I'm fucked. Look, I've got all these symptoms. Yeah. Well, maybe not so much that one, but uh, no, there it is. That's lupus. <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, so. So you're willing to give it a shot? I've been shooting it. Yeah. And? and? Well, it's the so greatest thing. Asymptomatic. What effect does it have on you? I don't know. The thing is, is you, you don't know. I don't know. Then how did, how did you figure out you were celiac in the first place? Well, how the story goes, and I'm glad you uh, don't remember the story that I had a whole episode about, but that's okay. Um, hey. Hey is for I'm horses, girl. I'm old. That is so true. But you can't fly airplanes. Um... <laughs> When I was about 15... I want to! <laughs> when I was 15, I was um, diabetic for three years at that point. When so, I was 15, yep. um, I was asked to participate in a study to determine the right. uh, correlation between... Right. Or not the correlation, but... It's uh, all coming back to me now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay, so, so get back to the original story then. I, 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 no, I remember okay. now. Uh, yeah, so I've been eating only one thing, which has been cup of soup, funnily enough. And okay. it's because when I lived in Japan, I was 19, and I fucking lived on this type of cup of soup. Right. And it's spicy seafood curry, and I fucking loved it. So, um, well. And you would think the noodles in a cup of soup. Wouldn't be that. Oh, it's just all wheat. Oh, okay. Oh, it's all wheat. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so, I uh, I was fucking terrified. I bought one. I bought one, and <laughs> I hid it sort of at the back of the pantry because my wife. I didn't want to deal with that. Right. Right. Like it's not like I was hiding food. You just didn't when want was, to be lectured, why did you buy this? Right. I didn't yeah. want to go through it because I'm going through it in my own head. Mm -hmm. I'm going on my own adventure here. But anyway, so I... I did she find out anyway, or is this like going to be a spoiler? No, no. She, no, this <laughs> wouldn't... That would be so bad. This is how you find out, sweetheart. No, um... One day, I was going to eat it, and then she... She came home early, so I couldn't. So I was like, damn it. <laughs> and then there was, and then, and then a few days later, she was at the office, and I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And I stood in the kitchen. I was terrified to eat it because I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. I didn't know if I was going to, my guts were going to explode, mm -hmm. if I was going to shit water for a week. Or if I was going to get really depressed. Because these are traditionally the symptoms. And these are the symptoms that I have, quote unquote, experienced when I have wheat. Or I have associated to the consumption of gluten. Because prior to this, I haven't consumed it on purpose. It's been accidental. Hmm. Okay? Um, so when a symptom comes up, I'll be like, oh, fuck, I probably had gluten which would be bloating or diarrhea 
or brain fog, uh, depression, um, cramps, stuff like that. Which is all, if you look on the internet, those are them. Mm. Those are the things. So every time they happened, I was like, whoop, whoop, I, I've got it. I, or that's what's happened. So knowing that I've been asymptomatic for the majority of my life, I wanted to just see. So I, I ate it and I focused very hard on not focusing on any symptoms. Mm -hmm. I just was going to live with it. Yeah. And I got a bit bloated, and then that was it. Now, the bloat could very easily be attributed to the fact that it's spicy seafood curry noodles. <laughs> right? This ain't, this ain't gourmet food. Right? It's nasty. So, and then I just waited. I waited a week to see if anything was going to happen. Um, well, you would think the results would have been generally pretty they're pretty quick. Yeah, at least would be like within some a day or are, two. Yeah. yeah, some yeah, some are, um, or at least I thought they were. Mm. So, but nothing really happened. Not time for bowl number two. Oh, dude, I'm far beyond bowl number two. But it is only that that I've tried because I'm still terrified. Right. Because this is this kind of gluten. Right. So if I try something different and it goes bad, like it ain't going to be good. And I don't know what, again, I don't know why I'm doing it. Like, to what avail? Am I trying to just eat gluten exclusively? Like, am I trying to go back? And I don't think so. Mm. And the way that I explained it to my therapist is just, ultimately, is that I'm just tired. I'm tired of thinking about food and the food I can't have all the time because that's my whole life mm -hmm. is the between the diabetes and right. the celiac disease I'm a, a I, like I'm obsessed with food mm -hmm. and I don't want to be mm -hmm. but you have to be and I'm just tired my family we can't go to a restaurant willy-nilly we got to sit and think about what can I eat there mm -hmm. and it doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but it, it weighs a lot. Like, I feel sad mm -hmm. whenever I have to do it. Or if we order out food, those two eat, and I eat something in the house because I can't order where they're ordering right. from. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks. It's a fucking bummer. And then there's also the huge convenience part of it. Like, I can't just... I'm hungry, I'm out, I'm hungry, I, I want to grab a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't do that. Mm. I have to prepare. And it's exhausting. So, I think... You survived the soup, obviously. I've survived the soup. And is that where you're going to... No, of course end not. ...end the experimentation? No. Oh, we're branching out now. I'm going to branch out. What's yeah, next? Big Mac. Oh, yeah. I had... After I had the cup of soup, that night... I had a dream about eating a Big Mac. <laughs> and because you do in this society, you just eat so many fucking Big Macs in your life. And before I stopped, I was no stranger to a Big Mac. So in my dream, I could feel it on my fingers. I could feel the texture in my mouth. I tasted every bite. And it was... My mouth is watering right yeah, now. Yeah, it's exactly... I, I, I'm a Big Mac fan as right. well. Or used to be when they were big. Yeah. And that's 
it's always just it's always just been one. So a Big Mac is next. Hmm. Maybe this weekend. Hmm? Yeah, I so hope you're not a... disappointed because they're different now. I hope I am disappointed. I'm pissed off I didn't get symptoms after eating that first <laughs> cup of soup. It would have just been easier had that happened. Right. Right? Like I shit my fucking pants right. that day. Oh. Oops. Won't do that again. Right. But nothing happens. Right. You're like, well, everybody has a drink every once in a while. Right? You know what I mean? Like that's, like it's a vice opposed to, mm-hmm. anyway. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll probably, yeah, I might be disappointed, I might not be. Like, who knows? I'm sure I will be because nothing lives up to the hype that's in your head. Mm-hmm. Because I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you're addicted to these foods. And specifically a Big Mac. Eh? Right, they yeah, they, oh yes, very specifically. Yeah. Yeah, so. I remember the first time I ate a Big Mac. I kind of do too. My mother did not approve. Oh. So we had a McDonald's in the next town over. One time we went as a family, and my mom said, what are you having? I'm like, Big Mac. And she just kind of looked at me like, how dare I? And she goes, a Big Mac. And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, ready. you're, you're going to eat that, the, you know, this giant thing. She goes, I don't remember if she actually said that's for grown-ups, but that's basically what she was insinuating. Right. Right? <laughs> and I was just like, no, I'm having a Big Mac. And fries. And um, she's like, all right. You know, with that sort of tone of like, well, you, you're, you've done it this time. You you're got yourself into it now. As if, like, I'm not going to finish the fucking thing or something. Or it's going to be, you know, it's going to kill, you know. It's just going to overwhelm me or whatever. <sighs> Fuck, I had that thing done before they even started theirs. And she's just like, what the hell is wrong with you? And I'm like, I was hungry. And I'd hit the spot. And I was like, yeah, that was good. I'll be having more of that. Yeah, I remember graduating from a hamburger to a Big Mac. In fact, I remember... When I got sent to the child psychologist at the children's hospital in downtown Montreal, because my parents thought there was something wrong with me, <laughs> I'd get on the train and I'd go into town and um, there was a McDonald's right across the street from the hospital. So I always got there early because the train arrived not when you wanted it to, but when it got there and uh, the appointment wouldn't be for like another half hour or hour or whatever. And I'd be like, McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like, yep. Big Mac, fries, Coke, and an apple pie. We're going to do this. We're going to do it right. The full meal deal. When I was a bouncing, growing boy in high school, yeah, I would destroy two or three of them. Wow, yeah. yeah. In one sitting. Oh, yeah. Easy peasy. Hmm. And just want more because there's nothing to them. There's no substance no, to them. No. It's just styrofoam. <laughs> and yeah. in it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Yeah. I bet you yeah, I could just I could probably and what genius eat decided to put dollars. fucking Thousand Island dressing on a burger. Goddamn like, genius. Like What the hell? Nobel Who Prize. That? Yeah. Who Incredible. thought of that? No one else was doing that. And everybody was just like, damn. That's good. Yeah, Thousand Island dressing with a little bit more vinegar. Yeah. Woo, doggy. I'll wait for game day 
when the Flames are playing because they're cheaper that day. I'll go get myself a $3 Big Mac. They're cheaper on Flames Day. The one up on uh, Northland is. I don't. I really? would imagine all of them are. Oh, yeah. wow. I have no idea. Yeah, three bucks. We don't typically go to McDonald's for dinner. No. Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Darlene, That's probably Darlene after a Big Mac. Breakfast. That's probably after the Big Mac. The sausage and egg McMuffin. Yeah, that's my go-to. I, I have at least one of those a week. Do you really? Oh, yeah. You animal. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, like, the things that I have for breakfast on yeah. my way to work. Yeah. And that's that's my usually my Monday go-to. Hash brown? Uh, no. Just the sausage and egg. And really? a coffee, yeah. And a coffee. Yeah. What's your coffee look like? Uh, double double. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like a fucking cult now. It's either work breakfast is now either a sausage and egg McMuffin and a coffee, a Tim's cinnamon raisin bagel toasted with cream cheese and a and a coffee, or um, um, I bring uh, English muffin uh, a bag of English muffins to work for the week and I um, toast them. In my uh, toaster at work with uh, peanut butter and a coffee. I love peanut butter on a toasted English muffin. I may as well just get shares in English muffins because I'm keeping them in business. Oh, yeah, nobody buys those fucking things. You and McDonald's. (laughs) That's fucking it, dude. Exactly. Jesus Christ. They were a thing when I was a kid. Maybe I I am an English muffin. Maybe you are an English muffin. (laughs) Is that your weird little sex name? Uh... Can we follow uh, my English muffin? Not yet. Well, but it, it might be, be now. It could be. <laughs> my it little English be. muffin. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been bad? Oh, God. Don't even, don't even say anything more. You just want to enjoy that don't, thought for a don't while. Don't add peanut butter into that conversation or not. All over your no, wiener? No. That's weird. No. Why would you even suggest that? You guys don't even have a dog. <laughs> And that's why. Because <laughs> you would assault it? <laughs> oh my god, did they take your dog? <laughs> I was really young at the time. Well, that's okay. We all do weird shit when we're young. I tortured my dog. It was the only dog I ever owned. I was too young to know any better. But I, I tortured that poor thing. It was a beagle. You need to start clarifying a little more because we... Started out with you fucking this dog. What did Not you do? for real. Well, I don't know what you really did. Not for real. You read that into the story, not me. Ah. Uh, anyway. All of our listeners did. Comment, please. Did you read that into the story? Yes or no? Thanks. Yes, of course. I'll check. I'll check later. <laughs> what else? There was a few things that, like, I went to bed one night. About all these foods I'm going to try, and if I want to indulge... Like, it was me trying to decide, like, is this what I'm going to be doing now? Mm. Like, am I just going to start eating gluten and just fucking give up? Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, no, nah, because like, I don't need to. But there are going to be certain foods I'm going to try once in a while. And there'll be some that I don't. And, like, Chinese food, I'll still eat gluten-free because there's a great Chinese food place just up the street from here. Mm-hmm. Um, that I enjoy. Um, probably sushi I'll leave gluten-free. But there is probably pizza every once in a while. Mm. Like a real fucking pizza. 
mm. not cardboard. Mm -hmm. Dim sum, if you can believe it. Mm -hmm. oh. McDonald's or hamburgers. Mm -hmm. Like when I go for my Big Mac, I'll be going for my Big Mac and then I'll just drive a little bit to the A&W to get onion rings. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I like their onion yeah. rings too. Yeah. So it'll be fast food. It's funny, I had always fantasized, like, when you can't have something, it's all you want, right? Like, mm -hmm. it's just how she goes. So, I'd always fantasized about eating a Subway sandwich. Mm. And mostly, it probably mostly revolved around convenience. Like, everywhere you go, there's a Subway, especially when you work in an office. Mm -hmm. just, there's always fucking one nearby. Mm -hmm. And then, now that I'm indulging a bit... It's the last thing I want to do. Hmm. I'm like, I, I don't really want it. Hmm. And I wonder what happened, but it's just, it's not as sexy anymore. Like, it just lost its allure. Hmm. There was a funny thing that happened when I ate the cup of soups, plural, is that I actually felt better. My energy level increased. I found my brain to be a bit sharper. Like it was really weird. Like, I was missing something. In my uh, gut biome or something. It was really weird. I don't know how legitimate that is. Because, again, I'm super, super sensitive to suggestion. So, anyway. Yeah. You look, you look beyond giving a fuck. All right. All right. I won't talk about it anymore. Oh, no. I'm just trying to figure out what's the most appropriate way to wrap up this episode English Let's end it on English muffin. Peanut butter. Oh, Lord, we're back. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode of... Oh, man. You know what I just realized? What? I never got to talk about my goddamn topic. You're fucking goddamn right you didn't. <laughs> you did that on purpose. I did. I did. Uh. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Motherfucker. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Do you notice we never introduce ourselves anymore? Why would we do that? Well, you know, for people that are picking this up at episode, like, 20-something. They have no idea who we are. Like, they know Carl and Adam are mentioned in the thing, but they don't know which is which. Because we never address each other by day. No. Ever. Hey, Carl, what do you think about this subject? Well, Adam. There. Not a fuck of a lot. Right. Yeah. There you go. Introduce. <laughs> so now you know who's who. Yeah. Visualize that. Yeah.